What's up, everybody? It is Pints with Pat. We're getting into the second week of uh, of August here. Um, as far as everything going on with flight, uh, it's been an awesome couple weeks. Um, not only with uh, the hiring of uh, someone that has a ton of permitting experience, so we're able to get Sarah off that, move Christine into it, but also um, just the Tuesday meetings that we've been having with everyone. Um, they've just been hammering us forward with, with progress and it's been, it's been awesome. The importance of having traction with starting a new company like this and keeping track of to do's and what was talked about last week and moving into next week and being able to hit those same things over and over again, um, cannot be understated. And all the right questions are being asked. Everyone's pushing it forward really hard. There's just a lot of little things that need to be done before we can push, you know, before we can pour that first foundation between licensing, insurance, and all that. And it all is, it is all coming together. Our rock for Q3 this year was to pour five foundations, which I've said before. We're going to be cutting it close um, because of licensing and getting that stuff all set up. But we should have time um, to to get it done, and most of them will be poured in the last two weeks of September, so just before quarter's end. But that's the importance of setting these rocks and these goals because it pushes you to get stuff done in the timeline that you set for yourself in the beginning of the quarter. Like It'd be the easiest thing in the world for us to just wait on those five foundations and just pour them in mid-October or something like that. But that sets the whole culture for your company. If you're if you're a company that waits on stuff um, and says, "Oh, a couple weeks doesn't matter. We can, you know we have our whole lives to do this," um, you just lose your sense of urgency and you kind of lose your mojo a little bit. If you're if you are a group of people that does what they say they're going to do, it just changes the complete dynamic of what you have going on in the office. So. Great progress there. Great progress not only on hiring, on softwares, on licensing, on on every single piece of what we're doing. And there is a lot. Um, so it, it, it's been a really good week. And then just on the STF side too, um, like I said last week, this weekend was was my birthday. It was an awesome weekend with family. Um, and uh, we had an, uh, one of our agents had an appointment on Saturday, tied something up. So some deal flow has been going in. We have a few renovations going on right now. So everything, everything feels good right there. There's a lot going on, you know, there's in a, in a lot of the land stuff is brand new to uh, me, Sarah and Ben, who are, are dealing with most of it, but nothing can't be learned. Right. And everyone that has done this before has started in the same spot we are. So I just feel really good about just the whole team and progress being made every day. So what I wanted to get into now was um, it was an awesome weekend. Like I said, Sunday was my birthday. It was uh, um, the M3 morning on on Saturday. It was just fantastic. Um, Sarah and Ben did a great job doing the one of the groups while I took a group and did like a four and a half mile run. It was just everyone loved it. The rain was so beautiful during the meditation. It was an awesome time. Um, Sunday was great. Hung out with family, hung out with the girls all day, woke up early, feeling good, had a nice dinner with Jane on Saturday night. So just an awesome weekend, right? <laughs> but what happened was, and I, I mentioned it last week on the podcast, 
um, my cousin's death metal band called Vomit Fourth was in town, right? And they played, they played uh, downtown at Underbellies on Fourth Sight. So we were planning on going this to go for like three months now. And actually, my parents and my uncle and aunt who live in Tampa were all going to come up and watch Kane. Uh, play, but it ended up they they ended up bailing. So I just went with uh, I went with a couple guys, and I don't really do death metal shows like this anymore. But it is like you know we talk a lot at Yellowbird about authenticity and being true to who you are, right? This was how we grew up, right? In Western Massachusetts, we used to go to these metal shows in New York. There was a club called I say club. It was a bar called Northern Lights, and it was sixteen to get in. So as soon as we all turn 16 years old in high school, like immediately we go to these metal shows and, you know, jump around in the mosh pit. And that was, that was life. Right. So like the metal shows and double bass have always, I've always had a spot in my heart for that sort of thing. And it's nostalgic and I just, I just love it. Um, I enjoy going to them, but I have three kids now <laughs> and I'm married. So I don't really do this stuff anymore. But we went and it was awesome and we were having a great time. Um, and I bounced around the mosh pit a little bit, but not even remotely, like you know, n- not super aggressively or anything. So it was towards the end of the show and I was standing up front, like I was probably two people back from, uh, from the stage and uh, my back was to the mosh pit and I was just kind of standing there watching and all of a sudden it just, it goes to black, right? And apparently what happened is getting more and more information out of it as as it goes, just from the people that were with me. But someone came around with a swinging fist and hit me like right in the head. Um, so I was just out, I was out cold and got taken out of there. And Jane, you know, stitched up my face with some butterfly stitches and it's a little crazy looking right now, but you know, like me and Elena were just talking about before this, like shit happens, right? So the point of this story that I wanted to get to was the the aftermath of it. Obviously, it looks a little gruesome right now. I look like I got my ass kicked. Um, and it's 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 uh the point of it would be a couple people texted me after and they were like, Man, you should get like the security footage and see what happened. Like you got sucker punched. Like you weren't even doing anything. You're, you, you know, you got cold cocked. And the only thing I heard as people were saying that to me was you were a victim here. Right. And this is like such a stupid story to make this, make this point on. Cause it really is whatever and shit happens. But I just think it's good for society to hear that. Yes. Did I get hit in the face and wasn't really doing anything? Yes. But I was at a fucking death metal show where I could have been standing in the back, but I was standing in the front, three people from stage, and my back was to the pit, right? Like, like yes, could I go find footage and find this person and get fairer and fairer to fucking sue them or something? Yeah, could I do that? Yeah. Is that is that who I am and the theme I want for my life? I was not a victim there, right? I put myself in that situation. I put myself at underbellies, at a death metal show, standing in front of the mosh pit, ripe for something like this to happen. So 
um, deciding, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm, I'm just trying to give an example of take responsibility for the situation you put yourself in. If I didn't want something like this to happen, I didn't want something like this to happen, but if I wanted zero chance of something like this happening, I wouldn't have gone to the show, right? I would have never put myself in the situation in the first place. Uh, I knew this was a risk. So that's my message. It's like As you go through life, as stuff happens to you in business, as stuff happens to your family, as stuff happens in the real world that is unfortunate and you'd rather not happen, and the easy card to play is just, be, I was a victim and cry about it to people and it was someone else's fault and they came at me and you know, poor me, I'm going to call Farah and Farah and have them fucking sue 10 people, right? Before you take that easy road out, um, start to take more responsibility for yourself and the situations you put yourself in. Um, you know, if, if I was in my early 20s and hadn't read all my, the Jaco books and the extreme ownership stuff, that would probably have been my reaction, right? Is like, oh, I'm a victim, poor me, like this, this person hurt me, right? But starting to take ownership for every single piece of your life gives you, gives you a sense of control and power that you can't get just being, being a victim and succumbing and saying everyone else, you know, you are all in control. I'm just here kind of bouncing around with the market and what happens. And it, it translates to business too in, uh, you know, in what happened with us in Yellowbird and what's going on with flight now. The difference between my leadership at Yellowbird and what's now happening with flight is I am taking complete fucking control of what's happening in our future. And yeah, we'll have to pivot. And we have to, we'll, we'll always have to pivot and we'll have to have a, our fingers directly on the pulse for what's happening with the market and materials and uh, mortgage rates. Yeah, that's all a part of it, but we need to maintain control. We control our future. We're not going to shut the whole business down because one little thing changes, right? So um, I just thought that was a great metaphor and theme for life. And, you know, we talk a lot about authenticity at Yellowbird. And honestly, that's, that's where I came from, right? Like, it's like, that was what I did with my friends. I have nostalgia when I go, I enjoy death metal shows. So it's a lot of times it's, it's, it's who I am. Right. But in the future, probably will be putting myself in less <laughs> of those situations and not doing it anymore. But the lessons I learned from little pieces of life like this translate so well, just into, into business and being a better person. So I just think it'd be a better world if there were less victims out there, less frivolous lawsuits, and people took accountability for the shit that happened to them, even if it's not completely their fault. Um, people would feel more in more control. There'd be less anxiety. There'd be less depression. And people would be in control of their own lives and make their own decisions. So next time you feel yourself like you feel your friends or the people around you pushing to be like, you're a victim here. You're a victim. Fucking fight it, right? You are not a victim. You are in control and you, you can, you can pursue whatever destiny you're looking for. So appreciate everyone listening. Talk to you next week.